Welcome to this message from Life Assembly, a thriving church in the northwest suburbs of Minneapolis. Please visit us online at lifemn.org for more information. And now join us as we pursue Jesus together. Welcome to Life Assembly. My name is Pastor Jim Olson. I'm, one of, I'm the associate pastor here at LA. And we welcome you today. We're thankful that you can join us on this very special weekend. Our sermon for today is called Memorial Day, a time to remember. History is important to how we understand the past and the present. It also helps us prepare for our future. Right now we are living through a very interesting time, but it is not unique in history. First, first, a little history about Memorial Day. Memorial Day is an American holiday. It's, a, it's observed the last Monday of May and it honors the men and women who served in the military through the years. Originally, it was known as Decoration Day. It was originally started after the Civil War to honor the dead of the North and the South who participated and died in the Civil War. Now today, many Americans deserve Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries or memorials, holding family gatherings, and participating in parades. Unofficially, it marks the beginning of the summer season. My father and Mary Best's father both served during World War II. My father was in the Navy and Mary Best's father was an infantryman and he fought in the Pacific Theater. And they don't, neither one of them really talked too much about their, their experiences they had during the war. But Mary Best's father one time shared an interesting experience that he had. He was an infantryman and what he was doing was they were on those amphibious vehicles that were approaching an island and they and the amphibious ramp went down, the ramp went down, and, and they started to proceed toward shore. But what they didn't realize is that they'd hit a sandbar. And the sandbar was quite a distance from shore. And as they walked to shore, the water didn't get shallower. It got deeper. And as they continued to walk, it got deeper and deeper and deeper until it was over their heads. And we said or asked them, you know, well, you know, what did you do? What'd you, what'd you, what were you thinking? He said, well, we really couldn't think about anything. The only thing we could do was just keep on walking. And so that's what they did. They kept on walking to shore and finally the water got shallower and they made it to shore. So there was men and women throughout history that have had those kinds of experiences, harrowing experiences defending our life and liberty here in the United States. So today, today of all days, we honor our fellow citizens who put themselves in harm's way to protect this country and its ideals. It's a sobering to visit our national cemeteries and see the many who have given their lives for us. It is a debt that we can never repay, but we can honor and remember. So history is important, right? Because it puts our present into perspective and helps us look to the future. Now, if you were born in 1900, you have experienced the following events in history. 1900, and so obviously you'd be 120 today. You probably wouldn't be alive, but if you were born in, the if you were born in 1900, you would experience these events. You would experience World War I. You would have experienced the Spanish flu, which killed 50 million people worldwide. You would experience the Great Depression, where unemployment was at 25%. You would experience World War II, then the Cold War, then the Korean War, then the Vietnam War, plus various flu and viral pandemics. So just think about that, to put things into perspective and put 
our current situation we find ourselves in perspective. So think about that. Again, history helps us with perspective and context, and it gives us hope. When you consider all those events that took place, we did survive, we did move on, we did prosper. And again, after this gets through, we will survive and we will prosper. But we as Christians, now that, that was like the worldly stuff. We as Christians also have a lineage, a history that we need to remember. We have a history of men and women called by God to spread the gospel to the four corners of the world. Now every year, I read the same devotional, the same one every year. It's called the One Year Christian History. Like I said, I've read it for years. You're probably saying, why the same devotional year after year? Well, the history of our faith is important to how we live our lives today. Our fellow believers braved all sorts of situations to spread the gospel. There are 365 stories of people, men and women, who took it upon themselves, or not took it upon themselves, but who, by the leading of God, went out to spread the gospel throughout the world. And there's 365 stories, and so that means that my memory is not that good usually, and I don't remember from year to year. And each year when I read it, it's a fresh reminder of what these people did, what these people endured, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. So for our, for our Bible verse today, our Bible verses, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12. I'll give you some time. I know you've got to get your Bibles out. But Hebrews chapter 12. And then we're going to go after this, we're going to go to Hebrews 11. So it's going to be in the same place. So starting in verse 1, and we're not going to read all of 12, and we're not going to read all of 11. But in verse 1 it says, Therefore, since... We also have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Now, this was written by Paul. This was written to the Hebrews. And he was talking historically about the cloud of witnesses that surrounded them. Now, if we were to write that for today, not only do we have a lineage that goes back from the time of Christ back to the time of Noah, but we also have a lineage that starts today and goes back to the disciples or the apostles of Jesus Christ. We have a lineage, we have a, a, a cloud of witnesses that surround us. Continuing on, putting aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, let us run with patience and endurance the race that has been set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. When you read stories and hear about the people that did great things for the Lord, they had their eyes set on one thing. They had their eyes set on Jesus Christ. They endured shipwrecks. They endured pestilence. They endured disease. They endured being tortured for Christ. They endured all kinds of things because they had their eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. Let's continue on. The originator, for fixing our eyes on Jesus, the originator and perfecter of faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider the one who endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary in your souls and give up. So you will not grow weary in your souls and give up. And the key there is the fixing our eyes on Jesus because we have a promise, don't we? We have a promise of eternal glory with Jesus Christ in heaven 
And that is what we fix our eyes on. So we today, I myself, we today are standing on the shoulders of great people of faith that have gone before us. And oftentimes we know the great names that existed in times past. But again, another plug for the book, you will find there's many common people who did great things for the Lord. Many common people who did great things for the Lord. And it wasn't easy. So, the Old Testament people looked ahead to the promise. We had people that, part of the New Testament, that lived with the promise of Jesus Christ. And then, we are actually living and looking back to the promise that was delivered to us or given to us through Jesus Christ and looking ahead to the coming of Jesus Christ again. So we fix our eyes on Jesus. With Jesus as our strength and hope, we will not grow weary and we will not give up. Now turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. And this is traditionally called the faith chapter. And because we have great, the great men, the great men and women of God are outlined here. And so we're not going to go through all of them because it starts all the way back to Abel. But we're going to skip down to verse 13. It talks about Abel, it talks about Noah, it talks about Abraham. So we're going to skip down to verse 13. I'm going to read it. So chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. These all died in faith without receiving the promises, but seeing in them from a distance and welcoming them and admitting that they were strangers and temporary residents on the earth. For those who say such things make clear that they are seeking a homeland. And if they remember that land from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now, but now, they aspire to a better land, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed of them to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city, the promise of God, the promises that we have, preparing for us a city. Our forefathers lived with a promise and hope in their heart that they would see the Messiah, for most, they saw it only from a distance and experienced it only when they died. Now, let's go down a little further down. We're going to skip over Abraham. We're going to skip over Moses. Let's go down to verse 32. And we're going to read a section there. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, David, Samuel, and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, accomplished justice, obtained what was promised, shut the mouth of lions, extinguished the effectiveness of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong from weakness, became mighty in battle, put to flight enemy battle lines. Women received back their dead by resurrection, but others were tortured, not accepting release, in order that they might gain a better resurrection. And others experienced mocking and flogging, in addition, bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They died by murder with sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, impoverished, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about on deserts and mountains and in caves and in holes in the ground. And although they were all were approved through their faith, they did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that they would not be made perfect without us. So that better thing was the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, when it says some were stoned, they're probably talking about Zechariah 
When they said someone was sawn in two, they were probably talking about Isaiah. When they were talking about being tempted, it was Joseph. Some were slain, as with a sword, was Uriah. Uh, Some wandered in sheepskins, talking about Elijah. Then some were destitute, afflicted, and tormented. They were the prophets. So these are just the Old Testament saints that endured these hardships to stay true to God. What about the time of Christ's resurrection to the destruction of the temple? And and I think every time I preach, I say this. It was a big deal from the time of Jesus Christ, the resurrection, to the destruction of the temple. It was a big deal. What about the time from the destruction of the temple to now? Our faith walk needs perspective and context. We need to read and understand what our forefathers went through in their Christian walk. A lot of what is preached and what we focus on today is drivel when compared to the lives that the saints endured in the past. We also see that our situation today is not much different than what has already occurred in history. We are all part of a tremendous Christian legacy. We all have a genetic family tree, but we also have a spiritual family tree. If it were possible, we could trace our spiritual lineage back to the saints that proclaimed the gospel in the past. Our salvation today is because someone shared the gospel, the person who shared it with us. Now, tomorrow is Memorial Day. Let us take time to honor the men and women who died defending our country, but let us also honor the men and women who died proclaiming the gospel to the world. Will you please join me in prayer? Dear Lord Jesus, we're thankful, Lord, of a spiritual lineage that is rich, of men and women who took it to heart when you called them to serve you, who went to the far corners of the earth to preach the gospel to people who had never heard of Jesus Christ before. So today, Lord Jesus, is in America we celebrate Memorial Day. And I pray, Lord God, that we all take time today to not only honor the men and women who served in our military to protect our liberties and freedoms, but also, Lord, we honor today those who went before us in faith to proclaim the gospel to the world. In your precious name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Life Assembly. Connect with us online at lifemn.org. And thanks for listening.